This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everyone to episode 54 of the Animaniacast. Once we enter Big Ben, I'll use my physical prowess to stop the center wheel while you dislodge the pallet and disrupt the intrinsic mechanism. What if that doesn't work? Then we'll throw a big wrench in it. Welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast that is dedicated to the animated series, Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts, my brother Nathan. It's not pretty being me. (laughs) And across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. I never have any clever (laughs) (laughs) one-liners. Well, today we are talking about, um, well, I guess half of it is fantastic, I think, and the other half is... uh, Super fantastic. Sure, why not? (laughs) Uh, We're we're talking about the segments Brain Meets Brawn, and then Meet Minerva. Well, uh, tell us, what did you guys think about this episode in a few words? Uh, Nathan? Like how I meet the brawn and then I meet Minerva. I get to meet lots of things. There's a lot of meeting things. lots of meetings. (laughs) And Kelly, what about you? It's tea time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Very, what do you say? They're they're fanatical about tea time. I like that line, but anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, As someone who's fanatical about tea cups, I can relate. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, Nathan, tell us, Mm -hmm. before we get going on our discussion, when did this episode first premiere? So this episode first premiered Tuesday, February 15th of 1994, okay. which was uh, the day the VHS movie release of Son-in-Law and Secret Garden. Those are both released on VHS this day. And also <laughs> the U.S. asks um, Artiside to adopt a peace plan from Haiti. Who? Exactly. It's so many things happen this day. It's, <laughs> I was not reaching at all. Just things falling. <laughs> well, it is Tuesday on this day, and that's DVD VHS release day. That's, it's important. So go ahead and get your copy of Son-in-Law on VHS. And Polly Secret Shore Garden fans. for S- Secret Garden. Little which Girls. Never, yes, exactly. I've never seen... <laughs> Actually, I, I think I've seen bits and pieces of Son-in-Law, but okay. that, or, you know, our, our buddy Jason... Uh, he loves uh, Polly Shore. It's one of his better movies. Uh, okay. Right. Kelly, have you seen either of those movies? <laughs> I've seen The Secret Garden. See, yeah. Mm-hmm. Women, all little girls love Secret Garden. Right? Sure. It's a really good book. See? <laughs> there we are. So, okay. Well, enough of The Secret Garden, son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Colin, voice of Randy Beeman's pal from Animaniacs, and you're listening to the Animaniacast. Okay, bye. Well, let's go ahead and get straight into our discussion. Uh, but before we get to Brain Meets Brawn, we are going to go ahead and talk about the not one, but two Randy Beeman segments oh, that we have right now. 
Um, so the first Randy Beeman segment that we have is Colin, little boy Colin comes out. One time, okay, see, one time Randy Beeman's little brother ate Pop Rocks and drank a soda at the same time and his head exploded. And that we've all heard that. That's why you don't do it. And that's why you don't do it. And <laughs> I think, and, and that's why every kid, I think, in the playground at least once has tried that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, let's see if this actually happens. It's a, it's a good double dog dare. Exactly. To get someone else to do it. Uh, I remember doing this in the, in the, in the playground. Like, uh, okay, what's going to happen? And it's just everyone kind of gathers around in a circle around the one kid doing it. It's like, mm-hmm. but I love Pop Rocks. I just, they're so much fun. Anyway, <laughs> so in the other segment at the at the end of the episode, it's the winter time, and Colin is all bundled up, and he talks about his father picking up a female hi- hitchhiker in Kansas. Well, Randy Beeman's father, yes, yeah, Randy Beeman's father picked up a, a female hitchhiker in Kansas. Mm-hmm. I love how he just throws in how it's in Kansas. I believe, yeah, which I think is. Just the way Colin says that is hilarious. The lady wanted a ride home, and this was in Kansas. Uh, but then, uh, basically, he takes the woman home. And when they got where she wanted to go, they turned around, and she was gone. And Randy Beeman's dad talked to the man who lived there and told him what the lady looked like. And the man said, oh, that's my wife, but she died four years ago. Spooky, huh? So it was like a ghost. It was a ghost. It was like uh, P.B. <laughs> Herman or whatever. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's like scary stories to tell in the dark. You it, know. it also reminded me of Christmas Story when he fell into the snow yeah. and couldn't get up. Exactly. <laughs> I can't get up! Help me! I can't get up! Help me! Oh. Come on, Flick, wait up for me. So very cute uh, two Randy Beeman segments. I think it's a, we should mention mm-hmm. that the first one is not the original animation uh, for the Pop Rocks. Yeah, it's like segments. a censored version. Yeah, this is the original version, which we'll have in our show notes, and it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's basically somebody put did the old put my phone in front of the TV set and record what's on yeah, the TV. Yeah, it's terrible quality, but <laughs> you, you can watch it both in English and Spanish, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Fantastic. Like... But you, but basically, in the original version, uh, Randy Beeman is hopping, or not, I'm sorry, Colin mm-hmm. is talking about Randy Beeman and hopping back and forth on his legs and grabbing his crotch because Colin apparently really needs to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked when we interviewed uh, Colin Wells a few episodes ago. He talked about this particular uh, cartoon, and uh, I didn't know what he was talking about at the time, but now we do. Yes, so this is the one. <laughs> so you can check that out uh, over at our show notes. Uh, just go head on over to animaniacast.com, and you can see the show notes for that, as well as all of our previous episode show notes as well but <laughs> fun some of them hey some of them go into depth in quite some depth and other ones i'm just too lazy and i go through them very quickly so anyway <laughs> so of these two randy beeman segments guys what do you think which which one is the your favorite which one's funnier funnier or better okay i Whatever. like the second one better just because he fell in the snow i think <laughs> and kelly do you have a favorite one of these two I, I like the second one better, too. I, I thought Colin's delivery of that story was just 
hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was a better twist ending, too, I think. Hey, I knew the story. I, both of them, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I guess. But you don't necessarily know that the woman's a ghost the whole time. Yeah. The I, Pop Rocks one, you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the spook. I, I gotta agree with you guys. The the spooky story at the end. Um, not only because the whole thing of being in Kansas, which mm-hmm. is just an interesting <laughs> note that he puts in, but I just like how he leans forward and his mask kind of pulls away from his face and he says yeah. "spooky." Um, <laughs> it's just it's a cute one. So there we go. Those are our two Randy Beeman segments. Now let's go ahead and get into the main segments of today's episode. However. The first one is Brain Meets Brawn. This is Maurice LaMarche, the voice of the brain, and you are listening to the Animaniacast. And Brain Meets Brawn was written by Peter Hastings and Tom Minton, and it was directed by Michael Gerard. And Kelly, uh, tell us, what happens in Brain Meets Brawn? Pinky and the Brain are lab rats in um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde's laboratory, apparently. And so they um, decide, oh, Brain wants to take over the world, and so he takes the uh, the potion. And every time Pinky makes him mad, he turns into a, a form of Dr. Jekyll. Oh, wait. Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde, yeah. And, <laughs> I get the two mixed up, by the way, too, but because... Yeah. Jekyll to me. Jekyll sounds evil. Evil. And Hyde just sounds like yeah. a normal yeah, guy. Yeah, he's just like, oh, it's just Mr. Hyde Mr. over there. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Jekyll. It's like, ooh, Jackal. And ja- anyway. Yeah, and like Hyde, like, oh, he's just hiding. <laughs> okay, sorry. So. Okay. <laughs> All right, so he. Anyway. So, um, but then every time he apologizes, he reverts back to his normal form. And so, uh, but, but while they were chasing Mr. Hyde around, the, the police were, were chasing him. It, Big Ben, ben rang at four o'clock, and they're like tea time, and they sit down and start drinking their tea and offering each other sugar and saying how delightful and um, you know acting very appropriate. And then tea's so time's over, and they go back to to running around and, and chasing each other. And Brain gets the idea. Well, the British are fanatical about tea time. Everything stops when Big Ben strikes four. Therefore, if I can stop that clock at precisely 4 p.m., it will cause infinite tea time, allowing us to take over the British Empire and then the world. He tries to go and, you know, infiltrates the clock, Big Ben, and um, it, as usual, goes awry because Pinky keeps... He doesn't make him mad when Brain wants him to make him mad. And then when he doesn't want him to apologize, he starts saying, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Brain keeps getting smaller, smaller, smaller. And um, it just doesn't work out in their favor. No, they end up getting crushed, yeah. essentially. But they get the chopsticks. Played, they did get so chopsticks. Like out they a did get bit. crushed. Also, in the process of of playing Pinky's favorite song, chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get to John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. No, but <laughs> but it seemed like the bells were forever stuck playing chopsticks. Even that's, as they that's were true. Walking away, yeah. So they didn't take it's, over the world. But that, it it's funny that. that that those tunes came up because, of course, chopsticks reminds me of ups and downs. Yes, mm-hmm. and then John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt reminds me of karaoke doki. Which we haven't gotten to yet, okay. but it is a good episode. <laughs> See, these this this is these are the songs of comedy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> They're funny songs. 
Mission Brain, wir playen das Song. Well, uh, you know, one thing I think we should we should mention is the whole thing. What the heck is a clock palette? I don't know. Did you look what? <laughs> I'm just looking at it right now because in the in the thing, uh, the brain says we're going to take we're going to get into Big Ben and then I'll stop the gears and then you'll like what remove the palette or something like that, mm-hmm. and that will stop that will freeze the the clock at 4 p.m. Essentially. <laughs> Uh, freezing time for all people. They will just have infinite tea time, as he says. Um, but I have no idea what a palette is. Like, I looked it up, and all I see are pictures of clocks when I go to uh, Google and everything. So uh, that was a problem right there. Brain should have said, and by the way, Pinky, this is a palette. Yeah. I'm assuming the palette is the second thing that, that Pinky the thing was trying that, yeah, to Yeah, that's what I thought it was. The, yeah. The latching. There's two, there's so many moving pieces in Big Ben in the in the tower that you... You have to tell them, you know, be a little bit more specific because I would have done the same thing Pinky. I would have had the same problem Pinky had. Um, but uh, and by the way, everyone, just so you know, the Big Ben is not the tower. It's actually the biggest bell in the tower is called Big Ben. So what, what is are. the tower called? Well, Nathan, the tower <laughs> yeah. is just a it's the tower that's in the palace of West Westminster in London. So. So I'm just going to keep calling it the Tower of Big Ben. Yeah, pretty and, much. Yeah. Or the Big Ben Tower. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, hey, it's the Elizabeth Tower. There we go. I just saw it on, on Wikipedia. So Elizabeth Tower, when in doubt, name something Elizabeth in England. And there you're, you're all good. So. <laughs> Americans. Uh, well, let's just go over some quick uh, references here in this episode. First of all, the Jekyll and Hyde characters are based upon Frizz Freeling's uh, cartoons, one of which uh, is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with Bugs Bunny called Hide and Hair. I hope I didn't hurt anyone. Hey, Doc! 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 Oh, oh, there you are! Hey, Doc! There's a guy out there who's flipped his lid, and he looks like this. Here, you better take this. He might give us trouble. You better take a look at him. He needs a doctor. Green complexion? Red eyes, long green hands. Yee! Hey, Doc! Oh, Doc! Doc! Come here! Doc! Doc! Oh, it's you. Where have you been? That screwball's loose. And the other one is with Tweety Bird, I believe, and Sylvester called Hide and Tweet. Um, and I remember these cartoons. Have you? Do you remember these at all? Growing up, either one. Yeah, I remember the that character design. I don't know which one I saw, but I the, do remember like and um, yeah. with Bugs Bunny also turning it into a Mister Hyde kind of thing. Yeah, hiding hiding go go tweet. I remember uh, being pretty funny because it, it just involves you know Sylvester trying to get Tweety Bird, and every time he turns around Tweety Bird is turned into the you know the Mr. Hyde-ish bird uh so it, it they're both you know good cartoons so you check those out uh, I'm sure they're online there someplace um but, but other than that I think that's pretty much the only real reference to to anything else uh what are your, some of your favorite moments though folks in this first big segment of today's episode 
Uh, I liked how often it Brain got angry and the sorries by Pinky. Like, I think one of my favorite ones was after as soon as they fell down and then Pinky's like, oh, that was fun. And then immediately, without even saying anything, Brain's giant again. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pinky's like, I didn't apologize yet. Just... <laughs> It was very much like uh, the Incredible Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. And so you yeah, you don't want. You're angry. making me angry, angry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McGee. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. But then, of course, we have. Um, uh, I, I know. I love the the, the apologizing mm-hmm. things, and, and then he's getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, the animation in it was really good. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, I believe TMS, I think, is the studio that did the animation of this one. And the one transformation that I really liked was the when the brain was inside the tin can after they fell down. Yeah, of that's course, the one where Pinky just... Pinky fell into that, some hay, and mm-hmm. the brain just falls right into a tin can on the floor. And when he gets huge, the can just kind of like is around his waist for a split second and just breaks off. Mm-hmm. And it looked really cool. It was just really awesome animation. Uh, Kelly, what about you? I like the um, the shots of the big man through the window. I thought they were, you know, rather cinematic, and um, and I, I liked when they they all sat around and had tea and were very very proper. <laughs> they are they uh, and the and inside Big Ben it looked really cool too. Like those gears, like I can imagine drawing by hand and then animating all of those gears moving. Like how difficult that must be. I know in the Great Mouse Detective. Uh, with Disney, I think they actually had to use a uh, computer for one of the first times for their animation for those gears, just because it's such a complicated and thing to constantly moving. Yes, too. It's exactly. Like, you don't just draw it once and you're done. It's... So yeah, for all of these different gears that were going around it. Uh, th- now, make me mad. Okay, Brain. No. Um. Uh, oh. Okay. Hey, you dumb dumb. Come on, you can do better than that. Um, right, um, your mother, she's older than you. Pinky, try harder, quickly. Oh, I don't know, Brain, I, 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 uh... Pinky! You know, just the different parts of, uh, Brain getting angry and then, uh, 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 the apologizing thing that running gag was really really good and i love the part of the end right where he kept saying i'm sorry and brain just kept getting uh, yeah i don't mean to keep saying i'm sorry <laughs> that one exactly. also counts. oh i'm sorry brain <laughs> no oh no I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> Egad, brain i don't mean to keep saying i'm sorry <laughs> And of course, in order to get him big again, he had to hit him. Hit me again, Pinky. Anger me, Pinky. Hit me. Me God, Brain. All right. Again, Pinky. Again. Again, Brain. No, Pinky. <laughs> Um, but a very funny episode of, uh, Pinky and the Brain. Um, and not, a, <laughs> I don't know if it was the best idea to, you know, that Brain has had to, uh, to take over the world, but, uh. Yeah, I, I don't know how much it would actually have worked. 
He probably should have, you know, as some people have mentioned online, it's like he, he could have done his backup plan, which was just to throw a wrench in the gears <laughs> if the if the first plan didn't work. But yeah. they were having too many, they, let's face it, they had too many other problems on their, their plate, like the problem of brain getting too big and too Yeah, and that, small. that final, sorry, the one that caused the issue was very funny with the, the whole like, oh, no, the palette. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, like as if he's doing the wrong one, which I looked up. I know what a palette is. OK, now. what is a palette? So the palette is what attaches to the anchor. So basically it's the tooth of the anchor, which is the gold thing that that he pinky. So, so it's that little thing that kind of grips the gears. Yeah, and goes up, down, but it's up, the down. gripping part of the anchor, I believe, is the. OK. And then so that and that would have been the escape wheel that he was on. Gotcha. I, I got a diagram of the inside of a clock <laughs> they, well, i don't know if we're gonna put that on the show notes but no it's just look too. at the episode <laughs> yeah it's just piggy's like right there he figured it out okay so luckily for him okay <laughs> well let's go ahead and get right over to our uh last uh, segment of today's episode and that is called meet minerva Meet Minerva was written by Sherry Stoner, and it was directed by Barry Caldwell and Kirk Tingblad. And Nathan, mm-hmm. tell us what happens in Meet Minerva. So we have our very first episode featuring uh, Minerva Mink. Wait a minute. Well, okay. So this is the episode introducing Minerva Mink. Okay. It's our sort of. Right? It's yeah. our second main episode. <laughs> Even though we've already been introduced to Minerva Mink yeah. in this show. And this one's pretty much. It's very similar to the last one with Moon over Minerva, but where all the anyone she walks by instantly falls in love with her. Basically, all the men mm-hmm. go all wacky eye Tex Avery style. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it starts off. She's in her house and she's getting all these phone calls from all these would be suitors, and she doesn't want to to, de- uh, to deal with any of them. She goes and waits by the lake. And that's when a hunter comes with his hunting dog named Newt, and he sends him to find a a lovely mink and to not mess up the fur. So he runs off, finds Minerva, and there's this whole thing of him trying to capture her, but he's also like falling in love with her, and she keeps using um his his love for her against him, and eventually he kind of goes insane and wants to like blow up her house. And I guess even like kill her or something. Like he's like, yeah. it'd be okay if the the well his job was singed. yeah his job was to get the the thing yeah and eventually he just starts with wanting to just kill her I don't know yeah exactly but so he he just goes so insane but uh eventually then uh it turns out that he ends up moving her house which she loves and she's like I thought you didn't care and then he uh goes even. I got he like explodes again. It's a lot of him just exploding, and then <laughs> um, that's when uh, uh, Minerva Mink's best friend's cousin comes, and he is gorgeous, and uh, she instantly falls for him, Tex Avery style, and he wants nothing to do with her. Or he doesn't really care. So that's yeah, he's much being it. a jerk to her. Yeah, he wants her <laughs> to pay for everything, and exactly. I guess he just doesn't have any money. <laughs> it's like maybe I don't know. It okay. So <laughs> I don't know where to start with this episode. Uh, but this this one, I will say that uh, there is a character from Tiny Toon Adventures in this uh, episode. It's Foulmouth, who's a mm. little chicken 
who is on the phone answering machine. Yeah, he's not really. Yeah, exactly. You don't see him. Dead gum, my neighbor. This is foul mouth, and dead gum Shirley is out of town for the dead gum weekend. Poultry. Ew. Uh, Shirley, which kind of made me go, geez, foul mouth. Like, one girl's out of town, so you immediately go to, like, the next available girl. Right. But foul mouth was never the character to look up to on Tiny Toon Adventures. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, you know, there's a little cameo right there. And I guess the only other real big reference is the character of Newt. And he was voiced by Artie Johnson who has done a few cartoon voices over the years. I mean, mm-hmm. he was, I looked him up, he was uh, in DuckTales. He was uh, Ludric von Strange Duck in one episode. Uh, and he's, you know, been on a few episodes. I think he was an episode of Justice League in 2005 or something as a, as a villain of some sort. Hmm. But he's mostly known for being uh, one of the the cast of uh, Laugh-In in the 70s. And... Uh, yeah, he would he would be the German soldier that would always kind of be behind the bushes saying, very interesting. And I've never really watched Laughing. Kelly, I don't know. Did you ever watch Laughing at all? Uh, no, I mean, I may have caught like a moment of it here and there. Yeah. Somebody else was watching it, but I didn't watch it. The only thing I remember from Laughing is just the best ofs that my parents would watch. Like, oh, it's it's the anniversary of Laughing. So we'd <laughs> like I'd watch these like the best segments of laughing and my parents would be laughing at it and I would just be like, you would just be going, in. No, I would not be, I'd be laughing out of the room. Oh, okay. I was like <laughs> laughing out loud. Or? No, <laughs> be someplace else. So anyway, that's what he's uh, mainly known from is playing like a German soldier in uh, laughing. Hmm. Um, but that was, Oh wait, there, there's one other small little thing. There's a Gilbert and Sullivan, uh, music reference, when he says, I feel like a schoolgirl, you could hear the uh, th- three, three little, little maids from school mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Gilbert and Sullivan's uh, HMS Pinafore, I believe. Yeah. Reminded me of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, too, for some reason. But huh? Why? I don't know. Just because he's dressed as a woman, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> What do you guys think? What are your impressions of this cartoon? Kelly, I'm going to start with you. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous in a good way or bad way? Or not, what do you mean? Not really. It mm. was just, um, I just don't like Minerva. And she's just a horrible person. Or <laughs> Yeah, I guess I was watching this with my wife and Mm -hmm. she's just kept saying, are we supposed to like this character? Right. (laughs) Because it's one thing for her to be like, like sexy. I mean, she is very voluptuous, very sexy in this episode to the point where you're going, this is a kid's show. Mm. Like she's. Yeah, putting they, down the shade. The, yeah, the shade at one point for yeah, the privacy shade or whatever privacy that's called. Sh- yeah, and, and it's like, and her, she's wearing short shorts and short skirts and low, you know, like mm-hmm. her cleavage is there and everything. Yeah, she had like, like 90s onesie. And almost like, yeah, like a workout <laughs> suit. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that's pretty 90s of that. Yeah. It, it, so, <laughs> number one, I'm thinking like, okay, what the heck is going on right here? Um, <laughs> But... I was I was shocked to see that Sherry Stoner actually wrote this episode. Oh yeah, I saw that in the 
um, and right before it started, I was like, I mean, it kind of made me glad that a woman wrote this, and at the same, t- because then yeah. I'm like saying, well, I, I guess it's not sexist then, because well, that's a woman the thing. Wrote like it? maybe it's not. I mean, like who who are we to say what a woman could do with Ex- her body? Yeah, and exactly. Stuff like that. I so, mean, like because she's 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 and it's good that there's female and... representation is always a good thing in cartoons. That's true. So I'm like. I, I don't know if it furthers it, although she's, like, objectified, like, the entire time. Exactly. Like. So I'm, like, I don't she's know She's objectified, whether, but she seems like she's okay but with maybe she's, that. Yeah, like, she's empowered by, like... The people... It's her choice, kind of. Th- yeah, like, it's totally... I feel like it's totally so, her choice. She knows yeah, she's manipulating people. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. Like she, and then I'm... Yeah, I, I just feel like she's being objectified, but if that's her prerogative i guess i mean like, I, I think it is it's like in her bag of tricks like you know like bugs bunny does yeah. this to to trick the people and get his way and mm-hmm. she has her sex appeal that she will you know like brush her tail against the the person and say you're cute and mm-hmm. all that just so they you know get, she gets what she wants yeah in the in the end like nothing the bad guy can do i'm trying to think if guys feel entitled to her like the bag like newt kind of feels like he's entitled which I'm glad that she doesn't end up with him then, because it's like, that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel and... sorry for Newt and not, I don't know, it's just a mixed <laughs> bag of emotions I have about Minerva. I But I right? don't really like her, and then she gets involved with this guy who's a complete jerk. Like, am I, I'm not, and I definitely don't right? like the guy at the end that is yeah, the Yeah, I don't date. think he's good, and I think she could do better. Whereas Walter Wolf, you at least felt like... Okay, like Walter Wolf is a a decent guy. He's just a nerdy kind of guy. This other guy, this other mink that comes in, is even worse than Minerva. Well, she ends up with Walter Wolf in the end. Like this is the first one. So, oh, that's true. <laughs> I forget that this is like a Temple <laughs> she, of Doom she probably, situation. Yeah, this is a prequel. She <laughs> probably ends up marrying uh, Walter Wolf. Oh, good. I'm glad so, that I'm glad that's yeah. And that's why she does not in any more episodes. There's oh, no they just got women. married, and then yeah, yeah. She just makes a couple more cameos. Yeah. So like, Minerva so. is now gone off to cameo world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, just, I don't. I, I don't understand what what they were trying to accomplish because I I can't see this really being aimed towards kids because it's it's just not. It doesn't have the same kind of humor as all the other cartoons. But I don't really see it being for adults either, because we can we can see through her. Yeah. So so I'm not really sure like what the target audience is for it. Well, I remember as a 13 year old boy, I liked her a little bit more than uh, I do now. Okay, see, there you go. Okay, maybe it's there probably, you go. That, yeah. that explains it because I never liked her. It's, <laughs> that's probably the perfect age to love this. Episode. Yeah, because otherwise, it's... and I, I think I like this one more than Moon, Moon over Minerva. I thought this one was funnier. I think I like Newt in this one. Yeah, I did like Newt. Some of Newt's lines. I, the yeah. the best for me was when he was talking to himself. Yeah, that was my favorite. I thought that was legitimately funny. Yes. Okay, Newt, don't get upset. I'm not good. You will get the little mink. I know I will. I'm a professionally trained hunting dog. Yes, you are. My master won't mind if the pelt is a tad singed. You are a smarty every day. Yes, I am. Uh, that was, I mean, so the line delivery that he had, that did make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the accent. The accent was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm glad he's not trying to kill, like, little girls now and 
or whatever. If that was him in that. Oh yeah, he was in the read and run. <laughs> I'm saying it is. He's okay, German. Did. I think. Well, new. No, I think at the time he said it was maybe his dad, but yeah, I, I think it's him. I think different Schnauzer or something like that. <laughs> In uh, in the gosh, what was that? They never talked in that one, so we don't know for sure. Exactly. There's a there's a similar one in a Rita and Runt cartoon, and I'm and the name is escaping me right now. It was a weird name. It, me... it was uh, it was with uh, Rita and Runt. They were trying to have this girl escape the Germans. Uh, oh gosh, I know people at home are yelling at the screen right or the their iPod right now, but whatever. Nathan, looking it up. Oh, I remember. Put it on the Blitz. Ah, I was just about to say that. I literally <laughs> was just about to say, put it on the Blitz. Uh, <laughs> it was because I was like, it was something like catchy, like something, put it on the Blitz. Okay, so yeah, there's a similar dog in putting on the Blitz that I I just think it's Newt because it's colored the same way. It is mm-hmm. smaller, so I guess it could be a different dog. Well, but and it's hard whatever. to say, though, like how big is Mink, Minerva Mink? That's true, so. but he was standing next to his owner in this episode, and he was about he was a bigger dog. Maybe so. that owner's smaller. Maybe his owner's <laughs> a small guy. That's a good point. I did like how uh, the owner, voiced by Rob Paulson, uh, just has the the dog do all the work yeah, and he just like, cracks a, apparently a beer and yeah. just says, "Oh, hunting's hard work" or something. Uh, <laughs> and then Rob Paulson did a, another voice that was very similar to uh, his character from a. Uh, uh, Gosh, what's that one cartoon? Uh, the Adventures of Jimmy Neutron. Do you know the character I'm talking about? Jimmy Neutron's friend? Mm. Hi, uh, Minerva. This is Lawrence. I'm a titter. Um, I-, I was wondering, do you want to go out with me? Bye. I don't think so. It was Carl, we- Carl Weezer. That, it sounds very similar to that or to Pete's. Uh, son. Yeah, that's troop. who I was thinking of. Pete's son. Yeah, they're like, all kind of like around the same, the same register. Yeah. yeah. So it, I just like that uh, that little thing. Can you go up with me? Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, so there are little moments in it that I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's funny. But none of those moments are because of Minerva. Uh, because I just think she's just an unlikable kind of girl. I don't like her. If I, if I were to meet somebody like Minerva, I would... I would not like them. We and like Kelly said, you just kind of see past, like you know, you see past all the the prettiness. And shouldn't that be the message? Like, shouldn't that be the the? I would almost appreciate it more if the like Walter Wolf or whomever is you know lusting after Minerva mm-hmm. would just say at the end, you know what, this girl's a jerk, <laughs> and just leaves her. But whatever. Well, what? I kind of feel like that's what the guy the. The cousins or the the friend's cousin was sort of supposed yeah, to convey. Yeah, Trudy's cousin like, or whatever. Yeah, she's she's you know turning down guys and calling them names, and you know they're like beneath her. But then she meets somebody she's interested in, and he thinks she's an idiot. Yeah, and um, you know, so it's like there's always going to be somebody who thinks that they're better than you. Yeah, and um. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I, I kind of feel like I know what I'm trying to say, but I don't know if I'm conveying it very well. But, but um, he and, and she liked him and didn't even care that he wanted her to pay for everything. Yeah. yeah. A good looking guy. And it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like beating the beast in Gaston. And it's like, you know, just because someone's presumably handsome or whatever, they could still be jerks. Yeah. Although Beast was also a jerk in that at the beginning. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, but he had the library. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, if Gaston yeah. just had a library, he would have been better than the Beast, I think. He, he would have at least had a standing chance. <laughs> uh, some people are saying that uh, that character at the end might be based off of Andrew Dice Clay, perhaps a little bit, um, who was a comedian popular-ish at the time. Uh, it was kind of just a, you know... Well, you can look about look up stuff about Andrew Dice Clay if you feel like you want to. But yeah, I, I guess necessarily... he had a routine about women paying. For yeah, women, so. whatever. It's just a sexist, uh, you know, machismo thing to do. I suppose I, I was never <laughs> a fan of Andrew Dice Clay. Um, but I get oh, one last reference before we wrap it up. There's a Spike Lee fly in this. Uh, in mm. that, oh, yeah. and that's from, I believe the movie, she's got to have it. And his character would say that to his girlfriend, I believe as a way of coming on to her. And he's wearing a Malcolm X hat who, I don't know about you, Kelly, but everybody in the early nineties was wearing a Malcolm X hat or shirt or whatever in the middle, in my middle school. Like it was just such a popular, there was like a, there was only a time period of just like a couple months that it was really popular, but a lot of people were wearing Malcolm X hats. Spike Lee directed Malcolm X, and he was wearing the hat. Do you, do you remember this at all, too? The the hats and everything? Was that... I, I remember, you know, when the movie came out, but I... And I, I, I remember the hats. I don't remember them being very prevalent in school. I Because I don't think people were really allowed to wear hats in school, for one thing. Yeah. Um. Mm. So, uh, but I, I do remember seeing them out and about. Yeah. So there uh, we go. I don't remember them at all. No, so. exactly. Because you were five. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and wrap things up and uh, get straight over to our water tower rating. Well, what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Nathan, let's start with you. I'll give it three. All right. Why is that? I liked Pinky in the Brain, and, and Minerva and Minx was like fine, I guess. Like whatever. It's like I'll give it three. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? I'm gonna be crueler this time and do two and a half. All right. I just didn't feel like there there wasn't a lot that I loved. I mean, I didn't hate it or anything. It's just like yeah, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Yeah, I I really did like the Pinky and the Brain and the and the Colin segments, Randy Beeman segments were very funny. Oh yeah, the Colin segments were actually the best part. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it about two and a half because I I liked half of the episode, and I really could just skip over the other half. So I'm gonna give this a two and a half out of five. Well, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get straight over to. Uh, our announcer, uh, yeah, (laughs) Uh, who has our poll results from last week. Hello there, this is the announcer speaking to you live from the Water Tower Casino, here with this week's poll results, and let me tell you, this one was a close one. Listeners were asked, what is your favorite segment featuring Dr. Scratch and Sniff? Hashtag Animaniacs. Hashtag Animaniacast poll. 22% said desanitized. 24% said drive insane. 26% said ups and downs. 
But 28% said it was Taming of the Screwy. So there you go. I hope uh, you had money riding on that one. And now it's time to go back to the studio with this week's poll. Well, thank you very much to our announcer. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, it's cool. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so those are some interesting results from our listeners. But what do you guys think? What is your favorite Dr. Scratch and Sniff segment? Nathan. Oh, I thought we were talking to listeners. You said, what do you think? No, what do you think, Nathan? <laughs> um, I think I'll go with ups and downs. Okay. Just Tower of Terror episodes, so funny, so. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go to Kelly next. <laughs> I'm just, I've never heard it referred to as the Tower of Terror episode. <laughs> like, now that's my new favorite thing. Um, no, the ups and downs, definitely, because that's. That's how I behave in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm going to go for drive insane uh, because that it, the the interaction between Scratch and Sniff and Mitch has just forever gotten burned into my brain uh, mm. is one of the, the funniest things I've ever seen Dr. Scratch and Sniff uh, do with another character. Uh, and yeah. just felt really sorry for that, that poor Dr. Scratch and Sniff in that episode. So very cool. Well, let's go ahead and get over to our poll for this week. And Nathan, what do we have? What's our poll question? Okay, you're going to love this one. Oh, uh, I'm sure. It's best Minerva Mink episode, <laughs> or segment, I should say. All right. All right, so we have Meet Minerva. That was the first episode in chronological order. I'll do it by chronological. Okay. But not by order of appearance. So we have Meet Minerva, and then we'll say... Um, her cool Yakko. That's the next one, right? Chronologically, because she sure. was in. She opened up the door of her hotel room, yeah, or something, and she was on her a boat, so that, cruise room. And then she came back from her boat trip to okay. moon over Minerva, where she met her future husband Walter Wolf. So there you go. Those are the three we've seen so far. Yes, and we're not going to talk about any of the cameos that she's in later. Probably not. I mean, like ever. We'll, <laughs> probably won't have another poll. I don't think so. Well, we'll 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 find out. So, of those three, which mm-hmm. is your favorite Minerva Mink thing? Yeah. So there you go. So go ahead and head over to twitter.com slash animaniacast, or simply search on Twitter for hashtag animaniacast poll, and you can make your voice heard. Mm. Well, before we go and wrap things up, I want to uh, go ahead and talk about a quick contest that we're having once again. For the Animaniacast. Ah. I, I think that warrants a contest song, Nathan. Yes. Oh, contest okay. song, Nathan. Boom. It's the contest song. Contest for the song. Song contest. Contest. I forgot the beat. <laughs> that was starting like Mario Brothers and then quickly just the... Well, I don't want like, to get sued. Like Big Ben. <laughs> the gears started breaking. <laughs> Uh-oh. And and uh, yeah. start playing chopsticks instead. So that way, yeah, that way you don't get sued. You don't have to worry about <laughs> oh, that. So yeah, the, the, yeah. I'm doing it for you, Joey. Whew, making sure Nintendo is not going to go after us. That's good. <laughs> um, well, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, have a quick contest. We're going to put together a a package of different Animaniacs decals uh, that are all cut and you know, prepared by yours truly, Joey. Uh, <laughs> one of which is uh, one of my favorite decals has become very popular in recent months for some reason called put a brain in the white house. Ah. And it's, uh, it's, a uh, you know, the brain doing his, uh, whole two finger, you know, peace 
symbol like uh, Nixon right there. And um, yeah, you know, you'll get it for free along with some other Animaniacs decals as well. And this is how you do it. Simply go through the trouble of leaving an <laughs> iTunes review. If you leave us a positive five-star iTunes review, we will put all the names, even the people who've already put in a review, uh, not us, Nathan, but <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, the people who have already won previous contests cannot win again. So don't change your reviews to negative reviews, people, if you've already won <laughs> before. Uh, but just they could. <laughs> but what we're going to do is for every five, uh, for every uh, multiple of five that we get to. Mm-hmm. So right now, uh, when I, I last checked at 22, 22 or 23, something, something. like that. Uh, once it gets to 25, uh, we'll go ahead and pull out one of those usernames and then we'll announce that this person is the winner. And then you'll get be given a, like a week to get in contact with us and let us know your mailing information. Uh, and then, you know, happens to get it 30 and so on and so forth. So for every five that we get, because let's face it, folks, I know it's a it's a pain in the butt. It really is to to go onto iTunes. Yeah, iTunes makes it very difficult, at least right now, to leave a review. I mean, if you use the iTunes Podcast app, it's not too difficult because you can do it relatively easily by you know going yeah. to the feed and they then, can make it easier though. They can. Uh, I mean, <laughs> um, can... part of me says I'm glad they don't make it too easy because when you make comments a little too easy, then it becomes like YouTube comments. And then we all know how it happens on YouTube comments, mm-hmm. how negative those can get just because they people like yeah. doing that. Uh, but so now you have to really either hate the show or love the show. Yes. To leave a... So we hope that you really love the show <laughs> <laughs> and you take a few uh, minutes to do that. Uh, so and that will be your. Your major award in in the running for a major award, and the more reviews that we get, the yeah, you know, you still have another chance to get it, even if you don't uh, get it the first time. So there we go. So from now on, this is me putting down the the uh, what's the the gauntlet, as they say, right? Oh, okay, putting down the gauntlet. It says from now on, for every five reviews that we have, multiple of five, we will put all the names in the hat, and then we'll pull out one or two or whatever, how many multiples we have between episodes, and we'll announce a winner. So there we are. Well, let's go ahead and get over to contact information. Kelly, where can people go online to get in contact with you? They can email me, kelly at bigshinyrobot.com, or uh, chat with me on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. And Nathan, what about you? You can join me on Twitter, DjangoFT, that's me join him won't you <laughs> and uh you could of course join us on uh the whole gang of us on twitter uh on animaniacast on twitter and uh facebook we're even on instagram as well doing some things every now and then when i remember to post a picture uh hey it's the third thing i, I forget about it sometimes <laughs> and of course you can see a full listing of our previous episodes on uh, any iTunes or Stitcher or whatever kind of device you have. And, of course, over at Animaniacast.com, which will take you directly to our RetroZap.com archives. And speaking of RetroZap.com, should head on over there because not only do they have a lot of fantastic articles and videos and things like that, but they have an entire podcast network that we are a part of. For all of your pop culture needs, ah. such as the ARG cast, if you like video games, Beltway Banthas and Brews and Blasters and classic Marvel Star Wars comics, 
uh, if you like Star Wars stuff. The Deuce Cast Movie Show, if you like movies. The Dune Cast, if you like Dune. Kanata's mm-hmm. uh, Castle and the Sandcrawler and Skywalking Neverland, if you like you know Star Wars and a little bit of Disney thrown in there as well with Skywalking Through Neverland. Starship Sabres and Scoundrels. More Star, more Wars. Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> uh, Talking Apes TV. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Very oh, good. good. Techno Retro Dads, which is tech miscellaneous miscellaneous kind of retro <laughs> stuff uh and i gotta say uh techno retro dads you gotta at least listen to the first 10 15 minutes of every episode you will find the funniest dad jokes uh on the internet they they have you know come in for the jokes and then stay for the discussion of whatever they're discussing each week it's a great show and of course they have the trade federation which is more star wars collectibles and things yeah. like that uh we i know of course we know nothing and oh, and the door glare, uh, which is uh, which is another Star Wars collectible. Oh, so we know nothing about Game of Thrones. Game which of Thrones has been back now for a couple weeks. Exactly. So. so they're doing their thing as well over there. Yeah. So so many great podcasts, and you can actually you know you can go and subscribe to each one individually. But you know what the easiest thing to do is just to subscribe to the Retro Zap feed Ooh. on iTunes or what have you, and that way you get every single one of those episodes delivered, including ours delivered straight to your device just easy excellent there you go couldn't be easier so well for, with, now that we got all those plugs out of the way <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and uh close things up so for nathan and kelly this is joey saying good night everybody good night, good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. As they say in rustic circles, bottoms up. <laughs>